Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. The deadline is approaching for settling a permitting dispute with state regulators after the sudden closure of Montana's Spring Creek coal mine in October. The new owner of the mine and state regulators reached a temporary agreement within days of the shutdown. But the agreement reached in October expires Wednesday, and a new agreement has not been reached. Negotiations between the Montana Department of Environmental Quality and the company have been ongoing, according to Rebecca Harbage, a spokeswoman for the DEQ. Quote, I'm not sure if it will be a permanent waiver, a long-term waiver, an extension. I really can't say yet. Cloud Peak Energy sold the Spring Creek mine, along with two Wyoming coal mines, to Navajo Transitional Energy Company, a Navajo Nation tribal entity, after declaring bankruptcy. The state wants the Navajo company to agree to a limited waiver of its sovereign immunity on environmental laws. The DEQ says the tribe's sovereign immunity could shield it from state or federal jurisdiction. There are also other problems. NTEC needs to line up $107 million in reclamation bonds to cover future cleanup costs at the Spring Creek mine before that formal permit can be issued, according to Harvey. A coalition of 91 groups with ties to public lands have sent a letter asking that the acting Bureau of Land Management head, William Pendley, immediately resign or face removal from his post. Pendley has been widely opposed by conservation, sportsmen, public interest, and environmental groups who oppose his actions. They say they betray the BLM's mission and demonstrate his lack of fitness to lead it. The coalition's letter to Interior Secretary David Bernhardt who oversees the BLM, comes as Pendley's temporary delegation of power is set to expire on Friday. Interior has been criticized for using temporary orders to fill high-ranking posts with controversial figures who would be unlikely to gain Senate confirmation. Quote, Pendley holds views that are antithetical to the BLM's mission to manage public lands and resources on behalf of all Americans. That's out of the letter. Books written by Pendley make it clear his philosophy on government land ownership. The books include War on the West, Government Tyranny on America's Frontier, and Warriors for the West, Fighting Bureaucrats, Radical Groups, and Liberal Judges on America's Frontier. The coalition says they also oppose Pendley given his involvement in plans to move the BLM headquarters to Grand Junction, Colorado while scattering nearly all Washington, D.C.-based employees to other offices across the West. Those who do not accept a new assignment will face losing their jobs. Three snowmobilers escaped injury in a weekend avalanche near Big Sky. Forest forecaster Alex Maranthial said in a Sunday advisory that snowmobilers were caught Saturday in a 1,500-foot-wide, 4-by-6-foot-deep slide on Buck Ridge. Marienthal says backcountry visitors should avoid slopes that are wind-loaded with snow and avoid steep slopes that may hide persistent weak layers of snow. 
The most recent avalanche comes after two snowmobilers were killed in a January 1st avalanche near Lake Dinah, northwest of Seeley Lake. Butte Silver Bowl law enforcement officers say a Butte man used zip ties to detain a hit-and-run driver last week. Dispatchers received two reports of hit-and-run crashes at around 8.15 on January 2nd. A man who witnessed the suspect rear-end a car, then drive away, called police and followed the suspect. The suspect was driving on three wheels because of damage sustained in the hit-and-run, according to police reports. The suspect got out of the car and jumped over a fence, but then fell down. The witness followed and used zip ties to detain the suspect until police arrived. The suspect faces several charges, including DUI, failure to report an accident, and misdemeanor assault. And finally, a fire early Friday destroyed a century-old post office in the tiny eastern Montana town, which once changed its name to Joe, Montana, as part of a Kansas City radio station's publicity stunt. It happened when the four-time Super Bowl champion quarterback was traded from San Francisco to Kansas City in 1993. The fire in Ismay was reported around 12.30 in the morning Friday by a resident investigating a power outage that apparently was caused by the fire. That's according to volunteer fire chief John Eggjoe. Ismay has a population of about 20 people. It is Montana's smallest incorporated city and gained some attention nearly 30 years ago by agreeing to call itself Joe Montana for a time at the request of a radio station in Kansas City. At the time, the town needed to fix its fire truck. The city clerk suggested printing up 500 Joe Montana t-shirts and selling them to raise money for the repairs. Once the name change made national news, the town was able to sell a lot more than 500 t-shirts. After eight years, the sale of t-shirts and other souvenirs and Joe Montana postmarks raised enough money to pay for a new fire truck a fire hall, and a community center, which is named after the Hall of Fame quarterback. The U.S. Postal Service hopes to resume mail service by next week. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.